Welcome back for episode 43 of Self-Signed Artist. Do you find yourself looking for the cheapest option or even a free option for everything you do in your business? Today, we're talking about how to invest in yourself and your career. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. How's it going, everybody? I'm Kobe Nelson, and I'm here with Jake Mannix. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing today, Jake? I'm doing good today, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Been a bit of a busy week, but kind of winding down, getting ready for the next one. Nice. Yeah, you recorded like an orchestra. Oh, yeah, yeah. I recorded a big band and had to do a mix for some other bigger ensembles. I did a, a steel band, like Trinidadian music. Is that how you say that? From Trinidad? All steel drums, which was pretty cool. New to me. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was a good time. Uh, what have you had going on? Man, I just uh, had a few mixes to do this week. Just uh, getting, getting my ducks in a row, you know? <laughs> nice. So for this episode today, I want to talk a little bit about where we've kind of come in 2021 along with all of our listeners. So it's been two months now since our episode about achieving your goals and making 2021 your best year yet. And today we're just kind of checking in, seeing how things are going. And I want to talk about one realization that I had early on this year that really has made 2021 really exciting for me so far in my own personal business. And it's something that's a super simple mindset shift that I think all of the artists and bands and everybody listening can apply to their own situation kind of instantly and, and see a benefit from it. So I want to make sure we don't go too far into the year without actually giving this out to everybody so they can kind of see a benefit in their own business. So I guess to just get us started off, I'll just tell you about what that realization was and then we can talk about where it came from and how to apply it. So the realization that I had was that the word free is ruining my growth and ruining my life at the same time. And that's a bit of a bold statement, but I'll explain what I mean by that by explaining where the idea came from and, and how I came across my solution to it. So I've always been a very budget conscious person. I don't like spending money on things. I always, I don't know, we talked about this back in, what was it, episode four about being a starter. Like I talked about how I'm always, I'm a planner. I, I like to have things laid out. I like to have no risk involved in anything I do. I want to know exactly what's going to happen when I pull the trigger on something. And that definitely goes for purchases. So this has come up in a lot of different situations, but for me, like any sort of education, like courses for improving my craft as a mix engineer or building on my business, I kind of always go for the free option. I go for YouTube or I search for articles or blog posts and things like that to try and gather as much information on my own as I can for free. And that kind of spills over to other parts of my business too. Promotion. I kind of have always done it all free, all on my own, where it's just through social media. That's the only real way that I ever promoted my own business. 
and kind of let any potential clients know that I was a mix engineer in the first place. And there have also been things that I did that weren't completely free, but I was always going for the cheapest option possible. So for example, gear, like as a studio person, obviously gear is a big thing. I would always try and build my own gear whenever possible, whether that was like a guitar amp or a mic preamp or whatever it was that I felt like I needed. I would try and build it myself to save money. And I kind of wore all of this as like a badge of pride for a long time. Like I was proud of the fact that I was doing everything that I could possibly do myself, not bringing anybody else in to the picture and not spending any money on anything ever or as little money as I possibly could. So that kind of just made me feel like I was in control of every part of my business. What I didn't realize is that through doing all of that, I was actually hurting myself in two big ways. And Jake, I want to get your opinion on this afterwards for your own business. And if there's anything that I've talked about so far that like you see in your own artist business or studio business. But the two ways that I was hurting myself was that number one, I was completely limiting what I could accomplish simply because there wasn't enough time in the day to do everything that I needed to do myself. I was just piling work onto myself. And as kind of a result of that, I was making myself miserable because I was just stressed out all the time. I always felt overwhelmed and I just had all of this stuff I needed to do if I wanted to be successful in anything. And it was all on me. And yeah, I was just ruining my life, essentially. I was not happy with anything that was going on in my business. Jake, does any of that sound familiar to you? I feel like this is something that a lot of people fall into as a trap when they're kind of trying to run a business. Like, is that something that you've had experience with where you're just trying to find the free or cheap way of doing something? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Like, why wouldn't you, you know? Right. It makes logical sense. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. Not even when you're starting out. Whatever stage you're in. If you can get it for like a cheaper price, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely not saying that like you should just not care about money or anything like that. And you should yeah, just throw yeah. money around like crazy. The thing that really like changed the way that I think about this is when I had the realization that I was making my life and my business worse by only doing things that way. I wasn't willing to invest in anything for my business. So Jake, this is something that I've kind of talked about with you quite a bit early on in this year as I was trying to sort of change my mindset on this. And I've mentioned it once or twice on the podcast so far, but I want to dive a little bit deeper and, and tell everybody about what I've been doing and how it's helped me so that they can kind of try and apply that same thing to their own business. So at the beginning of this year, I made a huge mindset change on all of that. And I decided to stop just killing myself trying to do everything for free and instead invest in myself in a way that I thought would make the biggest impact for my own life and my own business. And what that amounted to for me was joining a mastermind group. So that's something I've mentioned a couple times. I joined this mastermind group focused on building a business in audio and, and even more specifically 
recording and mixing businesses for rock and heavy music, which is my area of expertise. I've mentioned that I was joined a mastermind group, right? But I don't think mm. I've really talked about any of the details of that, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how in-depth you've gone with it. Okay, well, just to kind of give the background, if you've never heard of a mastermind group, basically what it is is a group of professionals in a field who are all kind of working toward a similar end goal. So in the group that I'm in, everybody who's in there owns their own audio business. They all want to have increasing success in their recording or mixing businesses, and they all deal with rock and metal. That's kind of like, it's just a, a group of like-minded people. And I mean, the whole purpose of it is to kind of bounce ideas off of each other, talk about struggles that you have in your own business, areas of opportunity and stuff like that, and sort of elevate everybody together. Like that's the whole purpose. I mean, that sounds like a normal thing to do. The reason this was a big mindset shift for me is that joining this mastermind group was expensive, like very expensive for me. I don't want to say exactly how much I paid to be a part of this group, but it was many thousands of dollars. And I'm pretty sure it was a significant amount more than I've ever spent on any like single thing for my business. Like I don't think I've ever bought a piece of gear or really paid for anything for my business that was even close oh, to the price that I paid to be as part of this group. As big cheese. Yeah, it, it was not like an easy decision to make. And like I had to, <laughs> I had to ask my wife for sure. And her first response was jaw drop and uh-uh. Yeah. That was the... <laughs> the first response that I got until we kind of talked it over. Uh, but what I ended up doing is applying some of the things that we're going to talk about, doing some of these like tests, I guess, that we're going to talk about in a little bit to see if it was going to be worth it for me in the end. And then I eventually decided that it was worth it for me. And so far, I mean, the reason that I wanted to have this episode as something that we would talk about is that so far it's been so, so, so worth it for me. And I mean, I've seen more growth already this year than I did in all of 2020, as far as actual growth in my business, which is wow. crazy to me in two months. So I invested in myself and it's paying off. And I think a lot of people out there, especially artists can benefit from doing the same in like a really intentional way. So in this episode, I really want to lay out the ways that an artist can go about assessing their own business and deciding on what to invest in or how to invest in themselves that's going to make the biggest impact in their growth. And like I mentioned, there's this kind of test that we have that you can use to assess an investment opportunity and whether it's going to be the right thing for you to spend your money on. But first, I kind of want to get your take on this topic as a whole, Jake. Like, is there a single thing that you can think of or point to, whether it's in your artist business or your business in audio, that has been like a really, really good investment, has like moved the needle? I would say that it's this iMac that I have here on my desk, this 27 incher dude. And mm. when I bought it, it was definitely a dent in the old pockets. <laughs> Something you had to thoughtfully consider 
beforehand. Yes, most definitely. But I've been able to crank out way more work on it than I would have my old 2011 MacBook Pro. Yeah. 13 inch. (laughs) Man, that thing was crashing and all sorts of stuff. It couldn't keep up with the workload, especially then because I was working with a lot of bands at that time. Hmm. So with bands, you got a lot of tracks and a lot of tracking to do and a lot of plugins to mix all those tracks. Right. So yeah, I would say the computer because this thing, this thing is still holding up. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a workhorse and I'm, it's definitely paid off for sure. What kind of thought process went into that? Like, how did you decide that? I mean, was it just necessity? Like I can't do what I need to do without this. Exactly. And I didn't want to buy another laptop. And especially at the time, it was like smoking, dude. And this thing was sick. So it just, it was like everything all in one. So it just worked out, you know? Yeah. I guess, I guess the thought process was this is the machine that I can afford like comfortably and like get the most out of it. I'm going to get a screen. It's all in one and it's lasted me this long. If my math is right, like we're coming up on six years of me owning this machine. Yeah, it's been the centerpiece of your business now for a while. So I think it overall would be considered a good investment for what you needed. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I guess my question for you then is on how much to spend. Like what was your rationale for spending more on like a better computer versus just getting another MacBook or something like that? Was there any thought process there? Um, so when you choose to spend like that little bit extra, you know, on that top tier product, whatever, just like an upgraded product from what you were going to originally purchase, most of the time, you're not just paying for what you're physically receiving. Like when I bought this iMac, for example, I didn't just receive the machine with the X amount of dollars of upgraded parts and that's it. Like it's also providing me like they have fantastic customer service. I don't care what anybody says. Like the customer service is great. The machine's great. And it's it's saving me from headaches in the future, troubleshooting, mm. things going wrong with the machine. You know, maybe if I purchased it from a different company or something like that, it wouldn't last as long. Maybe there would, you know, all sorts of different things. So it's providing you a value other than the product itself. Right. 100%. So, I mean, that's not always the case with every product you're going to buy that you spend a little more money on, obviously. But I would say most of the time, the the product that you spend a little more on is going to do the better job. My friend Ben Jennings, shout out Ben Jennings, always says, buy it right or buy it twice. Because <laughs> if you cheap out, the product might break sooner than expected. Customer service could be trash. Like imagine buying a snowblower. The cheaper snowblower, because it's cheaper. (laughs) Right. And it breaks. And now you got to spend money to fix it. Or you buy the cheaper oil and it gunks up your engine. Now you got to pay them to flush your, your, you know what I mean? Right. Rather than just buying the the right thing, even though it might cost a little bit more. And you got to grind a little bit extra hard and you got to wait an extra week or month or whatever. Buy it right or buy it twice, baby. Yeah, I think that's, 100,000% applicable to everything in the music business too. Like there are so many things that, yes, you can get a $5 mix on something. Go on Fiverr or whatever. You can get a mix for $5. Is it going to be good? Is it going to help you do what you want to do? Probably not. 
So I think that's a good thing to think about when you're investing in something, you are not just buying the thing or the service, you are getting value for yourself. You're getting peace of mind. You could be buying yourself more time to do other things. You could be giving yourself more flexibility. Whatever it is, you're you're buying something for yourself that's more than just whatever the product is. So I think that's great advice. And that like by spending a little bit more now, you can actually end up saving yourself money and headache down the road. Like your snowblower situation. Yeah. If you buy a cheap snowblower, it breaks. You have to buy another snowblower. Now you've bought two snowblowers that you <laughs> wouldn't have had to buy if you just bought the better snowblower to start. Right. So I want to kind of turn this conversation back to figuring out what is worth the money when it comes to investing in yourself as an artist. Because I feel like talking about this in this way so far, like we've kind of said spending more is better, but I think some artists might hear that as an excuse to, you know, do something that's maybe not as productive, like just straight up feeding a gear addiction I think we can relate to that, definitely. Oh, yeah. But I don't think what we're saying here is to be loose with your money, to just spend as much money as you can, or even spending as much as you can afford to spend. We're really talking more about spending your money in a smart way. Like, you may not really need a new fancy guitar, or a new VST, or a new sample pack, or even recording gear, Or, I don't know, even like education stuff. You may not need a new online course or whatever it is that you're going to potentially spend money on. There are a million things that you could spend money on in an attempt to grow your artist business. But I think 9 out of 10 things aren't really going to move the needle very much. So we kind of have to think about this from an impact perspective. So say there's something that you're contemplating spending money on as an investment towards growing your business. Like, how do you actually decide if any one thing is worth it in the end? So I mentioned this early on in this episode. There's a simple test that you can use to make that call and decide whether something is worth it. And I'm going to call it the pyramid test. This is not an idea original to me. I've heard it from a lot of different places in a lot of different contexts, but I think it can apply really well here. And Jake, this is actually something that you and I talked about last week after we recorded our episode in a different context, like relating specifically to our audio businesses. Hmm. But we're going to adapt it today for artist and band businesses as well. So what the pyramid test is, is basically a three-question thought experiment, I guess, or quiz that you can use to tell you whether something's worth it to you or not. And the three questions that you need to ask yourself to see if an investment is worth it is, does it feed three things? Does it feed my bank account? Does it feed my reach? And does it feed my soul. So I want to go through those one more time and talk about what I mean by each of those. So does it feed my bank account? Meaning, does investing in this thing directly contribute to how much money I can make with my music? Does it feed my reach? So by that, I'm talking about the number of people that I can reach with my music. Does investing in this directly influence the number of people I can get my music to? growing my fan base. And then the last thing, does it feed my soul? 
Meaning, does it better my life? Does it help me with my mental health? Does it increase my sense of self-worth or my feelings of happiness in my general life? Like basically, does it make my life better? Even not in the context of your business itself. Does it make my life better? So those three things are things you can ask yourself. Take whatever it is that you're considering spending money on as a self-investment. Ask yourself those three questions and write down the answers. So if it doesn't fulfill any of those three things, like if your investment doesn't feed your bank account, feed your reach, or feed your soul, delete it from your brain. Like that's not even close to being worth it. You shouldn't be considering spending any money on that thing at all. I think you can just like get rid of it and forget it. So after that, if it fulfills only one of those things, I don't think you necessarily need to delete it, but put it on the shelf. Like it's probably not worth it right now. Maybe later down the road, it'll be worth it. It'll feed more than one thing. But for now, I don't think it's something you need to worry about. If it only, say, feeds your bank account, but it's going to make your life miserable and it's not going to help you increase your reach, then I don't think it's worth it for your artist business right now. Moving on to two things. If it fulfills two of the three, this is where it starts to become potentially worth it. In this case, with only two, not all three, I think it's worth it as long as you can afford it right now without too much trouble. So this would be a situation where I don't think you should take out a loan to make this investment. Like your computer example, Jake, like you didn't have to take out a loan or anything for that, did you? Nope. So that would be kind of fulfilling maybe two of the things and it's not too much of a stretch for you financially, but it shouldn't be necessarily a given. If it is further than what you can do comfortably, then it may not be worth it yet. And then it might be a good thing to put on the shelf for the near future. Maybe you can save towards that. And then finally, if it fulfills all three, that's what you're looking for. Like then it becomes a no brainer. And I would say if it fulfills all three of those things, you're hurting yourself by not investing in it. (laughs) Like, even if it's a little bit beyond what your price range would be, I think it's still worth, potentially worth, obviously if it's way, way crazy and you just can't do it, then you can't do it. But if it's a little bit of a stretch, I still think it might be worth it if it fulfills all three of those things. For me, like I used a different three points for the pyramid test for making the decision to join my mastermind group. But for me, at that time, it fulfilled all three things on my pyramid. So even though it was expensive, it was definitely a take a step back for a moment kind of price. I ended up going for it. And now I'm seeing benefit from it because I'm getting all three of those things. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, does that does that make sense overall? Is that a useful tool? Yeah, that's killer. That's awesome. So let's think of a couple things as examples, maybe that we can sort of run through this test and check and see if they might be worth it. I mean, obviously this is going to be subjective to a certain extent because different people are going to have different things that, for example, feed their soul, like something that makes you happy is going to depend on who you are. But I think we can probably still think of some things that are a sort of general example, maybe. I'll throw one at you first. You ready? Go for it. Performing for free. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. So that's one of those things where if we go down the three, does it feed your bank account? 
No. Automatically no. <laughs> Automatically no, because you're not getting any money for it. Does it feed your reach? There's potential for that. Will people be there? Exactly. Well, yeah. Will people be there? Are they going to be people that are potential fans of you? Like, is it going to be a group of audience members that are into the style of music that you create? And then the final thing, does it feed your soul? I mean, that's open for interpretation as well. Maybe if it's at an iconic venue that you've always wanted to play at, that could be a situation where, yeah, feeds your soul and it gives you a sense of accomplishment that you've played at, whatever, insert famous venue. Does that make sense? Does that work out? I think in that case, I guess we decided that it's maybe a good option yeah. to invest in yourself. And again, and actually, this is another interesting thing is that we're not investing money necessarily here unless you have to pay to be on the show. But you're still, it's still an investment. It's still a transaction that's going on in your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're investing your time and your other resources traveling maybe into this. And it's still a good way to assess whether or not that's worth it. I think that's a really great example. Yeah. I guess maybe another example, let's use studio as an example. Or maybe you're trying to decide whether doing it yourself is a better option than going with a professional studio facility or person. So we'll start off first with, does it feed my bank account? And I think in this case, it's a clear yes, because your recording is your product if you're an artist. That's the thing that you're kind of hanging the rest of your business on. So the more you can get out of your recording by working with a professional producer in a professional studio, the more likely you are to get opportunities where you can make money with your music. It's pretty straightforward there, I think. The recording is not something that you want to skimp on or really any part of the process of putting out a record, putting out your product. So let's move on to does it feed your reach? In this case, I think it's another yes for the really the same reasons. The better your recording and your mix and your production is, the more likely people are to tune into it. You're going to get more streams. You're going to have more opportunities to get onto playlists. All of those things fuel your reach and allow you to reach more people. So again, I think that in this case, that's a yes. And then finally, does it feed my soul? And this one might have a little bit of variation depending on who you are as a person and how much you actually like the recording process. But I think for most people, the actual recording itself, while maybe it's fun, it's not really your main concern. You're not really necessarily interested in the actual recording process, mixing process, mastering. Those are all things that you need to get done to get to the end goal of putting out your music and getting it out to people and then touring on it or whatever it is you do with your product. For most people, I think it's better to go with a professional studio, a professional producer, engineer, mixer, mastering engineer. Those are things that are an upfront investment that end up taking stress off of you. You get to come into the studio, you get to have a nice low stress experience because you don't have to worry about actually doing all of the recording yourself. It allows you to kind of sit back and enjoy the process a little bit. So that can benefit your soul. If you're somebody who loves recording yourself, maybe that's not a big thing for you. Maybe you would enjoy recording yourself instead. But I think for the vast majority of people, the studio route, having somebody who's a professional take care of that for you, 
is worth the investment in the end. So I think really for recording and mixing and mastering all of the studio side of things, we're saying that this would check off all the points of the pyramid. This would be the full thing, no brainer, which uh, we're both studio people. So maybe we're a little bit biased, but does that seem like a fair assessment to you? Uh, yes, I would say so. Now I just want to do one more quick example of something that might not be as good of an investment. So let's say you want to buy a new guitar amp. So let's run through the points of the pyramid. Is it going to feed your bank account? Probably not. You're not really going to benefit monetarily from buying a new guitar amp. Is it going to feed your reach? Probably not. It doesn't really have a way to allow more people to hear your music. And then finally, does it feed your soul? I don't know, maybe for the first couple weeks after you buy it, it's an exciting new thing to have. But ultimately, over the course of your entire life, I don't know necessarily that it, it feeds your soul all that much. Maybe we'll give it a half point for that one. So that might be something that isn't a great investment in your business. That's not to say you can't buy a new guitar amp. Of course, you can buy a new guitar amp if that's something you want to do. But if we're talking about it from an investment standpoint for actually benefiting your business, it's probably not the most important thing. So I think you get the idea going through the thought process for a few of those. It's going to come down to you as an individual to a certain extent, but these are just ways to test any investment and see if it would be worth it. Yeah. And investing in yourself doesn't even have to involve money, really. It could look like you practicing your instrument for an hour or two every single day. Mm. Investing in yourself can be getting out of bed in the morning and doing some stretches and some exercises so you feel better in your movement throughout the day. Yeah. That's definitely um, going to hit the third point in the pyramid, like benefiting your soul. Oh, yeah, dude. Stretch in the morning. Do a little stretch and uh, exercise in the morning, dude. If you don't already, you're going to be feeling good. You're going to be feeling <laughs> ready to go. It's like a cup of coffee. Jake's top tip of the day. <laughs> For real. It can be really putting in some hours on that song that you need to release. And so you can rack up some streams to beef up that bank account. Mm. Paying for a mastermind course to put that nose to the grindstone and really get some goals going. Yeah. Buying a lapel mic so your videos don't sound like trash. <laughs> <laughs> so common, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think the biggest mistake that I see people making is consciously not investing time into themselves and seeing something and saying, oh, this isn't easy. Like, this takes some work. Never mind. Like, can you do it for me? Mm. And like, no, it's not easy. But if you put the time like into learning whatever you want to learn, you would have another like asset or skill or whatever it may be that you like, that's yours now. Like, you know how to do that. You know how to do right. that, whatever you just learned. And the, mo the most valuable thing that we have is time. And when we spend our time working on ourselves or for ourselves, that's when cool things start to happen. Exactly like Kobe just said, like he invested the money into the mastermind program and now he's killing it. <laughs> I think what you're saying about time is like super accurate. And I totally agree with that. I think one of the things to look out for is whether time or money is your issue, I guess. Because like I was kind of saying at the beginning, like investing the time, that's kind of all I did. 
I would only invest time in things because I was trying to do everything myself. I think what you really need to do is have a balance, yeah. you know, like there are the things that you want to do yourself. Those are the things you need to invest the time in. Maybe if you're an artist, that's writing great songs, like being a great producer, if that's something that you want to do, whatever it is, that's the thing to invest time into. And then all of the other stuff that gets in the way of that, that's where you want to invest money because paying the money to have something done for you efficiently is going to free up your time for you to invest it more wisely in the correct thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. And that's something I didn't even really consider. But it's a double-ended investment. You need to invest both of those things and have a good balance between them. Super, super good insight there. And also because, like, we hear the saying that, like, time is money. But I don't think people really think of it in terms of, like, value rather than dollars. So I don't think people take that, like, saying time is money to heart a lot of the time. Because they think of it as literally, like, punch the clock time equals I get paid this much an hour or whatever it is, rather than you're spending your own time and that's value that you are using. You know what I mean? That maybe you could use towards something else. Right. Like one example is like, if you don't spend the time, like if you're, if you, and I understand that there's, there's artists that don't write before they go into the studio. But if you are an artist that does write before you come into the studio and you have your lyrics, but like you, half have them down mm-hmm. <laughs> that like you're not wasting my time because i'm getting paid you know what i mean like so if you're if you're not spending the time at home learning those lyrics and nailing the melodies and everything like that so you're gonna come in and you're gonna spend the time you're gonna pay for it literally you're going to pay <laughs> <laughs> and that sucks that's not a good investment that's not a good investment because you could have invested your like I don't know how to describe it how I'm seeing it but you guys all have your own pictures of it in your head how that looks. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It's just about assigning value to things, whether that's value to the money you have in your bank account or the value to your time and just making a decision based on those things. Like I think that that idea is at the very center of the realization that I had at the beginning of this year. Like Circling back to the mastermind group again, I spent a lot of money, but in doing that, I've begun learning how to use my time in the most effective way. Like I've essentially bought myself back some time that I can use to truly grow my business and time that I can spend on the things that really move the needle rather than just trying to like get by with doing everything myself all the time and not spending a cent. So my hope is that through this episode and through the the pyramid test and just thinking about your own business from a value perspective, both on the money side and the time side, you can make some educated decisions on investments that are going to grow your artist business. So if you're an artist out there and you've made an investment, whether that's time or money, in something that's really made a huge difference for you, I'd really like to hear about it. I think we'd both really like to hear about it. And I think all of our listeners would like to hear about it. So drop a comment in, we're going to have a a post on Instagram like we do every week. Drop a comment in there. Let us know what's moved the needle most for you and what investments you made that were the most 
worth it so that other people can maybe learn from that as well. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's me with the weekly wrap up. (laughs) And today I'm not asking for five star reviews. As a matter of fact, I want absolutely zero reviews this week. What I want is to show others that we care. So this week, I would like you guys to share this podcast with someone who would enjoy it. And we thank you in advance for that. And that's all we have for you this week. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Self-Signed Artist. Peace. Thank you.